then I choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? This is Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. It says, thanks for asking Kells Podcast, episode 334. I am back. Um, What's up? I told y'all I was going to drop this week, and uh, I have. I'm sort of on time. Um, I'm glad I waited. I think I told y'all last week, every time I wait, it always turns out for the good. Um, I will say, as I say every week, ain't sure how long this will be this week. You know what? Let's switch it up. Let's say this going to be long and see what happens. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get started. Um, spring has sprung. Yours and negritude to spring. Like the sun is, is in the sky, like 647. I think that, well, the last time I checked, like what time it was when it was still light, it was like 649. The days are getting longer in the summer. Look, I, I people been complaining about... Um, what is it? Is it daylight? Yeah, daylight savings time when you turn the clock forward. I've never understood that. I've never, I mean, yeah, losing an hour of sleep. But honestly, like, after the first week, I don't know. I don't even really, I never really noticed that. Um, but um, I have always loved longer daylight. I don't understand people who prefer to fall back. You like it dark at 432? Who likes that? Like, it's too much dark and it's cold. I, I love, that's... When I, when I really start, I mean, it's not cancer season yet, but, you know, us summer babies, when, when we notice the days getting long, that's when we really start to, like, you know, fuel up with the shoulder hunch like they did on Black Panther. Like, we, we feel it coming on. Like, once once we get past, like, March, start going into April, it's like, okay, it's coming. So, we get in there now. I think we in, um, what is this, Aries season, I believe? I think, yeah, I told y'all, I don't know, only some, I only know Pisces, I only know February through July, after July, after Cancers, I struggle, I think Leo's come, or Virgo, somebody, I don't know, once you start getting, and I know Scorpio's is in uh, November, once you start, October, out, them cold, the winter, what is it, November, December, January, I don't be knowing none of y'all, um, but anyway, um, so let's let's get started. So, what do I want to talk about? It's not a lot of deep stuff on here because I mean, it's not a lot going on right now, I, or it has not been. There's been a few things going on, but the fact that it's not been too much going on here go my first topic. So, if y'all been listening to this for a while, y'all know I've been saying that Trump need to be locked up for a long ass time for a myriad of offenses. Main one being January sixth. Um, if you listen to this for a long time, y'all know I also do not trust Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan. I'm not saying this nigga's on the take. I'm just, I don't trust him. He came into the, when he came into the, the office out of the, nobody had heard him out of the blue and draw and said that he could not pursue charges against Trump, that Cyrus Vance, the prior DA, who is a world renowned, um, just well-regarded, well-respected DA, Cyrus Vance, longtime DA, who spent five years investigating this man and turned over an investigation that he had spent five years gathering to the next DA for prosecution. And for this guy who comes out the blue, who nobody ever even heard of, to claim that, oh, there's not enough here to get a conviction, I've never, I don't, I don't trust him. I'm sorry, sir, I don't know who you are, I don't know where you came from, but... I know who Cyrus Vance is, and you're not finna convince me that he would spend five years investigating somebody and hand you something that you could not prosecute. I'm sorry. I'm not believing it. They had a few DAs speak about out about it. I don't know what happened with that, but I, I have not trusted him since then. Um, I, I, I just... 
y'all know I'm not for all this bail reform. I don't think bail actually needed to be reformed at all. I think the bail system was fine. It just was being uh, applied incorrectly. I don't think that, you know, watching one Netflix about one kid, got, you know, God rest his soul, that got caught up in the bail system required that the entire system be revamped. I'm sorry. Bail is meant to keep people who are danger to a society to society dangerous or a flight risk or some other reason that they cannot be trusted to be out and come back to their court case that um so that they are not released bail was never intended for people who are convicted of or or accused of violence uh gun shootings and rapes and assault that was never meant for them to be able to get out on the street it's for people who can be trusted to show up and the way it is being reformed now as if, oh, you know, these are minor crimes. Your definition of minor is, is real funny. So I just, I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of Eric Adams. I'm not a fan. They got to, look, New York City is looking real goofy right now, okay? We know these Republican ops is trying to get in the city and trying to do all this political bullshit. And the way they are doing it here to me, looks like electing all these fucking, they got, they, they, cause fucking, um, de Blasio and his clown ass thought, I don't know what he thought, first he thought he was gonna be president, then he thought he was gonna be senator, nobody's voting for you, dude, they moved Cuomo out on what I think is some bullshit, whether you like Cuomo or not, I've said before, I think he was a good governor, I'm so sorry, I think he's a good governor, this whole cool chick, I don't know, I guess she's alright too, but I, I feel like, I think Cuomo was a bastion that was pushing against Trump, and I think he had, a, he is a big, not, not, I'm not giving him too much credit, but I think that America, who saw somebody like Cuomo pushing back against Trump, and not letting Trump punk him, and, and, and not letting Trump just do whatever in his state, I think a lot of people looked to that, and, and, and took inspiration from that, and in voting for Joe Biden, who was a similar type of person, I think a lot when, especially during COVID, when 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 Trump and his whole administration was doing a bunch of dumb shit, and the whole country was watching Andrew Cuomo give his COVID updates for that were really just for New York, but the whole country was watching it because they were informative, informative, and they were giving them information. Okay, I think that that was a big deal. I think that moving him out of the way has opened us up to this right-wing bullshit that they're trying to do, where they're trying to sweep out these uh, Democrats and get red people. We already lost the New York State Senate. They're trying to put their, Repub their, their Republicans in office so they could do this dumb shit they wouldn't be able to do otherwise, like what's going on down in Florida. And I'm just, I see how they fucking put these little super left-wing liberals in here, which is, put these policies in, which are always disaster, and then they lose out in one term, because crime goes sky high and all this other shit, now here's a little bit different in New York City, because we got the um the um influencer mayor, who don't do a fucking thing, but I feel like, I, I have always said this, and I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, because he did come from Brooklyn, and he was a former cop, so I'm like, alright, look, maybe he's gonna get in there and just implement shit the way he wanted to, but I think that, um, they tried to run Andrew Yang, and he was a complete disaster, but I think the same people that were trying to get Yang in there to do what I said are also behind Adams, okay? They're trying to, okay, let's put a black face in there that's going to let us do what we want to do, and, you know, Lightfoot out in Chicago is out because it was the same bullshit, so I don't know, but I don't trust Alvin Bragg, and he really, really, and this week is another reason because here's my thing. I'm tired of people, listen, y'all been watching the news just like us, they've been telling us they can't indict Trump because the world will fall, all this bullshit, the same shit they were saying when he was a president, well, we can't indict him because he's sitting president, okay, now he's a regular dagger civilian, well, we can't indict him because the world will fall, all this bullshit they make up, nothing is going to happen if you indict Trump, this is New York City, this shit, the five families of the mafia used to run this city and run this entire country from this city, and Chicago, those were the two cities, Al Capone, all these big fucking time gangsters, the federal government has indicted and taken down, do not tell me that you cannot indict this man because of all this bullshit, y'all are just not doing it, because either you're on the take, you're afraid, or you, or, or you just, I don't know, you're playing politics and not really sure why, I, I this week really got on my nerves, because I, ne like I said, I never thought Trump was going to get arrested on Tuesday, and this is my thing, 
If you're going to indict them, I'm tired of these people talking about, oh, they're being meticulous. Nigga, he handed you over, Cyrus Vance handed you over a five-year investigation. So if you was going to indict him, you would have indicted off this. I'm not believing that you're doing all this investigation and it's your poly- I'm not believing. I don't think you're doing shit because I don't think you want to indict him because I don't think, I think none of y'all have the, the heart or the guts to go after him. And you think that, oh, if I go after him and lose, my career is ruined. And that's why there's no indictment coming down because this motherfucker is not you can't you cannot convince me an American taxpayer and probably anybody else who have seen with our own eyes this motherfucker committing several crimes on TV daily saying all kind of wild shit calling a fucking um coup down to the capital that we all saw on national TV there's no way in the world y'all think that this man is this hard to indict with any jury in the world bring him from anywhere bring him from anywhere bring him from the Bronx bring him from Queens bring him from anywhere citizens we going he gonna be found guilty we all seen him do it and we all been waiting for something to happen. Y'all full of shit. And I know you're full of shit, and I know you're pulling stunts and shows, because when the man announced that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday, which I never believed anyway, I never believed it, all you had to do was say, when an arrest was coming or an indictment is coming, we are doing an investigation, whatever, you know, whatever y'all little quote can statement is, we are doing an investigation, no stern, same bullshit, um, what's his name? Um, up there and in, 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 in down there in D.C. been saying justify him not doing the fucking thing either. Nobody's above the law, no stone to be unturned. We, we, if there's an indictment coming, you will hear it from us first. We will announce an indictment. That's all you had to say, but you didn't say none of that. You let this man say whatever. You let people be into You let all these, well, they're pulling the police out. And t- and t- why, why? You're the fucking D.A. You could have picked the phone up and been like, I, I don't know why y'all deploying um, officers. Nobody, there's no indictment. He's not being arrested today. None of that shit is going on. Or... He actually is going to be indicted, but we're not we're not doing it. Perp walk, we're going to do this and this, so y'all don't need to. You didn't do that, and you let all that shit go on. That's how I know you a stunt queen, and that's how I know it's no invest. You have no intention on indicting man, because that would have been so easy. Y'all let this man spin up all this bullshit and get, and act like it was going to be all this shit going on when all you could have put you could have put the kibosh on that shit so easy. And that's how I know there's y'all not doing shit. Cause if if it's no it's, if you want to indict him, indict him. The shit is right there. The, the the Michael Cohen told y'all this shit years ago. Everybody in there testifying. Like, come on, get out of here. I don't believe it. I believe it when I see it. I think y'all bullshitting. I think y'all not gonna indict this man. And and you know all of this other shit about oh well, you know the other states are waiting to see if there's a riot. There ain't gonna be no fucking riot. I wish y'all would stop saying this stupid shit. This motherfucker lost the election so big. He has no support. He has none. None of these people. None of these. There's no huge wrath of support from him. It's all media nonsense. It's all media nonsense. These mothers. It never was. It's all media nonsense. And, and I wish y'all would stop using that shit and say y'all are very y'all sound dumb as fuck. Oh well, if they indict him in New York and 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 there's no run on the Capitol, like who's gonna run on the Capitol? This motherfuckers got ran up on January sixth, and half of them was copping pleas before they even got him cuffed and in the fucking car. They all took pleas. They all crying the blues. They all at the court crying and saying, "Oh my God!" And we, and some of them even sued him. The rest of them is in jail. None of them people. Them people. Nothing's gonna happen. Y'all full of shit. This man has broken so many fucking laws. You can indict him on any fucking thing. Y'all are just not doing it. And it's going to lead to a bad end because this next election is going to come up and Joe Biden is going to win probably by even more, especially if it's up against the Sanders, which I keep saying, I don't even think the Sanders is coming out the primaries, but, you know, there's so many of y'all convinced he's he's so powerful and he's so good and he's going to take, he's the male Sarah Palin to me. Even less, because at least Sarah Palin was, like, worth funny to laugh at. His ass is just fucking stupid. I don't see it. I think if the Democrats can just not Democrat, just not, which, you know, that's one thing I will give the Biden administration they're really good at. They are really good for not going, running and tipping at media windmills and social media and bullshit and responding, reacting to dumb shit that y'all are saying on the people who don't know a fucking thing about a fucking thing who barely vote are saying in, in the press. That's one good thing. I think they do very well. They put their message out. They stick to it. They don't respond to nonsense. They don't push back against bullshit. They don't, you know, they don't get into these like stupid ass arguments with social media people and, 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 and hosts on MSNBC reacting to dumb shit. I, I, I think Joe Biden 
son is excellent at that. You know, I think that's that's a huge part of his success because he's so old, but that means he's so experienced and he knows how this shit goes and he doesn't he doesn't play into political ploys and he doesn't let people bait him into stupid ass arguments and stupid ass debates. And he knows what matters to the to real voters, not people uh, internally online. He knows what happens to people that, that's going to work, what they worried about and what they want. And it ain't all this old fucking super sensitive PC bullshit that y'all be constantly talking about on, on, on social media. I think he's doing that really well. Okay, but at the same time, he if, if other people could get on board and, and, and help with that, it would be great. If other people could stop going on these media, you know, CNN and all these other fucking networks and saying this ridiculous shit, it would be great. And every fucking two years, we got to hear about Tulsi Gabbard, we got to hear about these third parties. If y'all could just stop doing that stupid shit, it would be great. But, you know, maybe one day. But yeah, I, I don't trust Alan Bragg. I'm vote. I'm not vote. For, I didn't vote for him the first time. When I don't even know when the next election is. If I'm still here in New York City, I'm voting both of them out. I'm voting both of them the fuck out. I don't like this rank voting shit. Get rid of that shit. I didn't like it. That's the only way Eric Adams won in the first place. I just want to vote for who I want to vote for. I don't want to vote for nobody else. I don't want to cast no votes for nobody that I don't want in that office. I don't like rank voting. I want this person in office. If they lose, they lose, but that's who I want. I don't want this person, I don't want that person, I don't want that person, so I don't want, I'm not giving them no votes, period. All right, moving on. I just want to say, um, Beyonce has dropped, has announced that she's collaborated with Balmain. I think that's a good idea. Look, we read the article about the the, the Adidas deal I always thought that Adidas still, me personally, sounded like a, a Jay-Z idea because, you know, he's all about fucking attaching his name to brands and getting rich and not doing, you know, too much with it, just getting the money from his, you know, association. Because to me, Beyonce is not a sports girl. Nothing about her said Adidas. Nothing about, you know, I saw in that line I would ever buy. I didn't like the shoes, didn't like none of it. Only good outfits I ever saw she wore. And I hate when... I hate when I hate when lines do that shit where they where the shit that they advertise and put on the model, but that's not what they sell. You can't find that shit in the store anywhere. There's there are certain um lines that do that and I don't like that and that's what Adidas was and then the stuff we did see from Ivy Park, I was like, I don't know who's wearing this wear. Is this outerwear? Is this gym wear? What is this? Somebody showed one of the outfits is like, where am I going to this? The the Lifetime Fitness Grammys like, where am I wearing sweatpants with a cape, a, a slits down the side, uh, a do-rag, and an overcoat. Like, <laughs> where am I wearing that to? So, but I think, and I had always said, I'm like, I'm not sure if I said it on here. I know I said it on Twitter. Like, it doesn't give sport. Beyonce don't even know sports. We all laugh at how she be at the sports games. Don't know what the first thing going on. Everybody looking left. She looking right. Everybody cheering. She look, She confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's only there to stare, stare at LeBron James. You know, like, it's, it's a joke at how, like, not into sports she is, right? And so... How does this translate to an Adidas sneaker line? It never made sense to me. It, to me, I was like, what? She needs to be, why doesn't she have go to Rihanna route? Why does she have the high fashion house um, association? Because she's Beyonce and you wear, and because the thing about Beyonce is she's not, I said this last week or whenever, she's not a fashionista. She's not, okay? Her regular dress, how she dresses on her own. We saw the House of Darion stuff. Listen, the eye, the style is not her. She dresses like a Texas Bama. She really does. But costume-wise, on stage-wise, when she's giving um, the visuals that y'all hanging on the skeletons waiting for, that's high fashion. And I always said, like, why are you doing this Adidas bullshit? So I think this Balmain that's tied into Renaissance, I think that's amazing that's more along her lines the thing is like like sis if you you already charge a 250 for a sweatshirt regular regular people are not gonna pay that your stands sure but your stands i don't think are clearly are not enough to make that profitable okay so you need to take it up a notch like you you need to you need to sell you need what am i trying to say the, the associate, the costume, not costume, the Balmain ad is perfect because you're wearing the dresses that, or the, the 
gear or the looks. You're giving the looks that are tied into your album that makes sense, right? And they're expensive. So what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to say this in a nice way, but like people, wide swaths of wide swaths, swaths, what is it? Whatever. A lot of people are not, you are not the kind of artist that people are going to buy things just because you put them out. You have to, they have to buy it because it looks nice and they want it, right? And so, and 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 at whatever price point, right? Your fans, whatever, your music doesn't do as well as it should because your fans are terrible. And, you know, they like to harass and talk to people online, but they don't really stream it, they don't buy it. It's like, it's, it's your fan, your, your core fans, not just people who like you. You can't rely on them for buying your shit the way somebody like a Rihanna can. Because not only does Rihanna, first of all, Rihanna's fan base is way more diverse and not as, like, obnoxious, but she also has people outside of her. There are people who only don't really necessarily know her music, but they buy her brand because it's associated with quality, right? And it's associated with her. Like, oh, Rihanna has a makeup band? Like, knowing how Rihanna looks all the time? Like, like... It's, it's associated with what we know her for. You were not known for the sports, is what I'm trying to say. But you are known for this, you know, flashy, um, with the with the crowns and the jewels and the whatever else, like the high fashion. So I always said that that's what you should be doing. I never understood all this other shit, just relatable girl you was trying to do. Like, we ain't, nobody's wearing that, right? Um, so I think this is a really good idea. I think, um... I think it'll go really well. I think that that Balmain aesthetic fits what you're doing right now perfectly, ties perfectly in the Renaissance where we're going for the the um, retro 80s, 70s disco pop when everybody's out dancing look, you know, wearing the sequins and, the, you know, the strap, the, the 80s, it, 70s, 80s. I think it's a, it's a perfect um, tie-in, um, interpreting the different songs which people have been doing anyway since the album dropped, you know, so... That's a good look. I think that'll do well. I think that's what you've been doing. You need to be at the high price point, baby. You're not going to get the, you know, the regular degla girls. So you might as well get the people that are, like, trying to wear something that looks fly that you are mod- basically being a model for. That's what I'm trying to say. Model some shit that looks fly. That's that's what's going to cause people to buy it. They're not going to buy it because it looks good on you. Oh, that looks good on Beyonce. Let me go buy it. It's different than oh Beyonce has not sneakers. Let me go get her. like it's different. I can't. I'm not no, not sure if I'm explaining it well, but there's a difference between people wanting to buy things because you're associated with it because your brand is so strong and people know that the products, not the music. I'm not talking about you. You know they like your show, sure, but I'm talking about the products that you have put out so far. You don't have the track record that other that Ariana has, to be quite frank, right, and putting out, she started at Puma, she built herself up, people, people want to, want to deny that she did that, but she did do that, she was purposeful in what she was doing, and she worked her way up to Fendi Beauty, and she worked her way up, and now she's back in charge of Puma, because she's shown that she has an eye, and she has taste, and you are more like a model, where, put that shit on, make it look good, and then other people who want to put that shit on and look good will wear it. And so that's why I always say you should have did high fashion. That's what high fashion is all about, right? Oh, I want to look fly like that. So good move. I think that'll do really well. And I think that's what you should have been doing all along. And Balmain is a good house to do it in. All right, where do I want to go next? Yeah, so let's do this first because the rest of it is actually not too heavy and not too involved. And I think I'm going to be right about this not being too long. Actually, I said long, so I think that's the trick. I got to say opposite. So last night around, I think they said midnight. I swear to God, this bell don't never ring until I get down trying to record with y'all. Anyway, I said, um, like I said, last night, Jonathan Major was, was arrested. The charges were strangulation, assault, and harassment. Um... From what I read, it stemmed from an incident with him and his girlfriend, who, to my knowledge, is a white girl, unless it's another girl, um, were coming home, were in a cab on the way to his apartment in Chelsea, and according to the allegations, this is all alleged, according to the allegations, he st- now see, this is what stuck out to me, 
It said he strangled her. Strangling is different from choking. I don't know if you know. Choking is like you squeeze somebody to the point where they, they choke, right? And then you let go. That's a choke, right? A strangle is you squeeze them past the point where they are choking. They are choking and strangling and trying to get loose. And I mean, choking and struggling and trying to get loose from your grip and you continue to squeeze. That's strangle. And you ended up, you, people don't choke to death, they end up, you strangle them to death because you cut off the blood supply and, and they pass out and they die. So that's what it says. So as soon as I read that, I was like, whoa. So, so I'm going to say, of course, it's alleged. Everything is innocent and proven guilty. But this is what I will say. Since that arrest last night and now, you know, post-Weinstein, I think that people are more cognizant or more aware of how these things tend to go. And I just think a lot of these actors, etc., are not well served by these people who need to have better representation, in other words, and need to know how to respond in today's current climate and environment, particularly post-Weinstein. The Megan Thee Stallion case was a perfect example. Like, you thinking that you're just going to be able to go to blogs and media and spin this, oh, she's a this, or she was jealous, or they were just... Like, this old, same old, same old misogynistic bullshit that they were able to get away forever until the Weinstein case hit, and people were like, oh, wait a minute this is the kind of shit that goes on. I don't think you can do that now effectively. I mean, you could do it, but in a case like you shot at somebody or you, you beat somebody up where, where there's facts and not where there's facts and there's evidence or there isn't, it's, it's not like a thing where, you know, somebody is accusing you of something. It was just you. It's a, he basically, he said, she said where there's facts and there's evidence, there's witnesses, things are on film. You don't really, you don't really do well rolling out the typical this is how you respond to 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 trauma PR campaign. You I mean to um to uh incidents, whatever, PR campaign. Megan Thee Stallion came on social media and said, I'm not arguing back and forth with y'all. I'll see y'all in court. And she did not from that point and went to court and all the facts came out. And that made, that's how, that's how a person who knows the facts are on their side responds. And I feel like in this climate, when you're accused of something like, like, um, domestic violence or abuse or rape or sexual assault, any kind of thing like that for you to respond the way he has in the past 24 hours, which is now his lawyer is saying, oh, well, they have to arrest you and that's the only reason he was arrested and the witness wrote two recantations. First of all, why does it written? First of all, anytime you hear about the, the, the witness being the person that was beat up writing, that's also the boyfriend of the, of the accused who probably may live with him, recanting her statement, that's red flag number one, because that's like, okay, okay, so sometime overnight, y'all got her to write the recantation, who knows if y'all threatened her, she had no, like, it's like, we know the program now, so to say one, then to say two, that makes it look worse, because now it's making it look like you're really forcing this girl, because you don't need to recantation, she's either gonna recant it or she not, and why she writing a statement, if she wants to recant the charges, she can take herself down to the police station, like she did in the first place, and say she does, she wants to drop the charges, why you have to have her write a written statement, it's given, it's given you did the shit, then talking about you have to arrest her, they have to, people, and I hear people say that a lot, well, they have to arrest him, no, they don't have to arrest, if I, if you come to the house and I say he punched me, or she, you say she punched me, and there's no evidence of anything, they don't have to make arrests, what they have to, what they do, what they are required to do under some laws in most states now, not all, but some is if they see evidence, if the person claims they got hit and they have a black eye or they have a bruise or there's witnesses saying, yes, he hit her or whatever, then yes, they're required to make an, uh, an arrest. But to say that, oh, well, anytime that that's not true, so that's strike number three, you looking like you did the shit. Then he's talking about, oh, there's video and we're, if there was, now listen, I'm not trying to give NYPD too much credit because Lord knows, but I would assume, I would assume that before you arrest an A-list actor, everybody knows who Jonathan Majors is, I'm pretty sure, if you don't know him from Creed, he's been in all them superhero movies that all y'all like, the one out now, I don't even know which one it is, and, and some other ones, I would assume if this altercation happened in a cab, where there's a cab driver who's there, they would ask the cab driver what he witnessed, they might, if they could, see the video, 
And in my opinion, if they could see on the video that it wasn't what she said, then I don't think you would have been arrested as an A-list actor because they're already going to bend over backwards to not arrest you. Second of all, I've read that the girl had marks and, and everything, like I said, indicating that she had been assaulted. Now, the lawyer says now that the cab driver's a witness, again, 24 hours after, that's not very convincing because it sounds like maybe you got to him, maybe you offered some, him some money, and now he's recanting because I believe, again, not trying to give NYPD too much credit, but I mean, I assume that they would ask the cab driver, did he witness this? And I would assume for him to get arrested that the cab driver probably said what happened. Now, why the cab driver's stories changed 24 hours later, again, up to interpretation. Mm. But I, I said all that to say that his reaction, his response, is, is giving the, tip, the, the typical reaction or response that a person who had, who, who's done what they said he'd done. Because typically, when you, in these situations now, especially when people know how social media can run, etc., when people know that the facts are on their side, they tend to not say anything and just let the shit go to case. And my thing is, if there's a video, then this should be real simple. You shouldn't need all this statement. They can watch the video and they'll drop the charges if that's the case. I don't think there's no video that exonerates him. If it is, I don't know why you need all these statements. I think that this looks like a typical, I mean, allegedly, this looks like a typical domestic case, a violence case. I'm sure it's not the first time he's hit her. She went down, they say she went down to the station afterward, maybe after some of her friends were like, girl, this is the eighth time he done went upside your head. It's not going to get better. You need to go down there. I know you worried about Kang the Conqueror and all that, but look, he's going to kill you if he wrapped his hands around your throat and strangled you. The next step after that, he might kill you. So maybe that's why she finally decided to go down there. Um, and I feel like, I just feel like if it was a false accusation, you don't typically get those written. If the police want a written statement from her saying that they can ask for it, why is the person being accused lawyer offering up this so-called written recantation? I'm not buying it. It's looking, it's it's a very, it's a, it's, it's looking like a very typical, um, domestic violence response of an abuser and I think his lawyer's not doing him no, no favors and I think that a lot of these celebrities need to really um, think about when you get into trouble, like, again, when they're on social media, it's all kind of, look, there's reasons why certain celebrities on Twitter, I get it, they're too sensitive or whatever, fine, but it's, a, it's, I think it's smart to only be on IG, turn your comments off, all of that, that's smart, because you don't get caught up in the bullshit, okay, that's, that's people who are being advised by people who are aware of the current climate and the context and how things can really run left, even when you ain't do nothing, and then you have others where you see they're just, oh, well, you know, we're just gonna run this typical PR response, and it's like, that's not gonna work, because, you know, too much has happened now, and times have changed now, you can't just, you can't just, um, besmirch a victim and think people just gonna believe it, you can't just, you know, so we'll see, but I don't know, he looking, he looking, um, it's alleged, but the playbook that he's ran in the past 24 hours is looking very, um, what a typical person who is guilty of domestic violence tends to do, allegedly. It's a shame, you know, everybody, look, all I'm going to say is, and people, <laughs> this been a topic on the TL because now people talk about, he. look, all I'm going to say is, I never thought that man was, y'all really was wearing me the fuck out, acting like this man was so attractive. Now, I said his body was crazy, and I noticed today, you know, he's got a very nice body, he's good shape, muscles cut up, I noticed that since the five bloods, but the man, I call him the sharecropper, I call him field hand, I call him uh, extra and sounder, I call him Booker T. Washington, because he looks like one of them solid earth acid, where he's, uh, he's not attractive, and I got tired of y'all acting like he was he is not look like snoopy he's not a good look he's not so now everybody want to call him ugly and all that i i'm not i'm just wanted on the record that y'all was getting on my nerves acting like this man was handsome knowing that he's not okay so now he ugly because everybody believes that's a mess abuser i'm not commenting i'm not listen i really i, I really hope it's not true because if it is I think, you know, I don't know. We'll, see, well, shit, the Army done dropped him from the endorsements, but 
the army got problems of their own, so I don't know what they mean. These these Marvel movies make a lot of money. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I don't know if his career is gonna drop off the way some uh, some other folks have. I mean, look, he's a black man. I get it. The, the, the lady's white. I get it. But like, we seen a lot of these other motherfuckers that I thought was never gonna make a comeback. You know. Go go dark for like a six months, eight months, a year, and then come right back. Okay, so I don't know. And 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 if they got Marvel movies in the chain with him, with the money that these motherfucking movies make, I don't know if he gonna get dropped from the movie. I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know. I know they dropped Terrence um, Howard, and I know they dropped Isaiah Washington, but that's a different thing they did. Um, they start going off on Jewish people, and we all know you can't do that. And gay people, we all know in Hollywood anyway, you still can't do that. So um, we'll see. I, I'm just gonna follow it. I'm I'm a whole. I'm. I hope he didn't do it, but I just it's looking very like like he did exactly what they said he did. And I just tend to believe. That, I mean, you know, I just tend to believe that's domestic violence. You know, for years and years, that's what they always say. Oh, she's making it up. She's hysterical, and we kind of all know that that's not true. We know that women actually do not make these things up most of them do not get reported for the, every one that's in, reported there's probably been 50 that were not like we all know the we all well most of us should know you know they say how many the domestic violence thing people are, are really kind of getting up to speed on it now and, and not just using these same old um, misogynistic excuses to, to excuse abuse that we did before. Why don't she leave this, that, and the other? It's not that easy. And, you know, sometimes you leave, and when you leave, that's when they like to kill you, or they can still come after you, they can still stalk you. It's a lot of, it's not just that easy, right? So, um, you know, I think this is just a thing that when people see it, they kind of, you kind of get a, I, I, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to sound dismissive, but I feel like when the very similar to like when people pull hoaxes, right? Like the Jesse Smollett things. There are just certain things that when people hear them tend to ring true or, or you can just tell when it might be some bullshit or somebody pulling some shit because, you know, it just, it don't ring right. Most of these domestic violence cases, when we hear them, they actually ring right. They ring like, yeah, that's that nigga. He did that shit because we're just, we, we are so conditioned now to how that cycle works. So when you hear certain people say certain things, or like I said, when your response is all this, oh, well, she wrote two retractions, and there's a video, oh, and we have all these witnesses saying I didn't do it, sir. That's what guilty people do. Innocent people don't do all that. Innocent people let the judge sort it out, and these charges be dropped because I ain't fucking do nothing, and I'm not remarking, I'm not saying shit, my lawyer told me to be the fuck quiet, let them handle it, this whole PR media spin, when people start seeing that, it just start looking like you did what they said you did, that's all I'm saying, so we shall see, alright, so, I haven't mentioned, um, oh, let me just say real quick before I go to this next topic, fuck March Madness, um, you know, I, uh, without getting too much into it, I think that the rule where they allow people to leave the NBA, uh, leave for the NBA after two years, I said at the time that I didn't think it was a good rule. I said that I thought it was, thought it was going to be a detriment to the NBA and a detriment to college basketball, and I think both things are true. Uh, but especially a detriment to college basketball, you no longer have the best players playing coming through college, or the best players come through college, they stay a year and they leave. Um, you have these guys coming through the AAU. So college basketball right now, and I get it. Some people are like, oh, this makes it good. This makes it super exciting. I did, not for me. Like, I don't. I know March Madness is always a lot of upsets, but it, it's it's always been that way. But it's usually the reason that the upsets to me. This is my opinion as a college basketball fan, long time college basketball fan, is the reason why March Madness was called Madness and why it was always so exciting for a Cinderella team to, to upset or to win is because they were usually winning over big powerhouse schools. Villanova over Georgetown. Um, Gonzaga over North Carolina. You know, North Carolina, you had these big rivalries, and then you had, like, you know, certain powerhouse teams that everybody expected to win, and then if a team could upset them, so and, 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 and you know, the North Carolina States, the Michigan States, every, yeah, every year there was some team that maybe went further or than you thought they would, but these would be over good teams, good, like, powerhouse, the Louisvilles, the North Carolinas, the Dukes, the Arizonas, the, the, um, the, 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 um, uh, college basketball, Kansas, um, um, 
back in the day, the, the Big East, Syracuse, St. John's, Georgetown, um, you know, the um, Indiana's, the the um, Michigan's not Michigan, Fab Four. These 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 huge basketball college basketball schools. I, there's a whole bunch in the Midwest that I'm missing. I'm trying to think of who it is. Um, damn, who besides Michigan? What's the other team that's like? Uh, oh, Maryland. Back on East Coast, Maryland. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. These strong basketball programs. So when you had a team like a um, UNLV that would get upset by, like, an Arizona State or something like that. It was exciting because it's like, oh, shit, the big one fell up. But now, to me, this tournament, it's no number one seeds left. Almost every game is a big upset. And people are saying it's exciting. And I guess it is. I mean, I get what y'all saying. But not to me. It's just an indication of, like, this is almost like rec league now. This is almost like the NCAA tournament is now what the NIT tournament was almost like. Like, hey, everybody in there, it ain't really, you know, any none of these teams are really that great that they can't, you know, a number one seed really don't mean anything anymore. So, it's, to me, it's not as big as an upset because it's like, God damn, Kansas, y'all lost in it. Like, it just shows to me that the the best talent is not at in the men's game anymore. So, I haven't looked at my men's bracket because I don't even remember what I picked. Because I could even, I remember, that's what I was saying when I was going through. I was like, I can't even pick, I did pick Kansas to win. But I was like, I can't even really pick this because I don't, there's no, it really ain't no no parameter to really say who should win and who not. These teams are feel like they all kind of super even. Anybody could be anybody, right? Um, I mean, shout out to UConn. They they still kind of come through, but UConn is one of them teams that I feel like um has been consistently. Um, I know I know UConn has won a lot. Have 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 made a lot of um um. Has has gone deep into the tournament a lot. I know they've won some championships. Ray Allen, other was I know that, but but UConn is not. I would not call them a powerhouse basketball team. Yes, they've won, but they have not won. Like they don't have the track record of a UNC or Duke or uh, um, Louisville back in the day where they had you know all of those titles. That's you UConn is solid though. They'll they'll be there and they do have championships. It's not you know so that I, that's but that's what I'm saying. Like I picked them because I was like all right. UConn is they should be good. I picked Kansas, which I thought would be a good pick. No, the rest of them I ain't know who the fuck pick. I did pick Princeton because Princeton always um does a ups pulls an upset every five years, and I did pick Gonzaga to a certain point because you can count on Gonzaga to fuck up some higher ranked teams' um hopes, but then they don't they going they not gonna do what you think they are gonna do. They're not ultimately gonna be the Cinderella team. So I can't remember who I picked in the men's bracket. I know I picked um. Kansas to win. I can't remember who. I, it might have been UConn that I picked them to play. I'm not sure. Now, the women's bracket, different. Because I feel like women's basketball is solid. I feel like those rankings matter. I feel like, I mean, there are upsets, of course. It's always Cinderella. Miami came through, did not pick them. Oh, that's the other team, the Miami men's that came through. Miami Miami women came through. I did not pick them. I think I only picked them to um 16. I don't think I picked them to 8. So that was an upset. But so other, those other ones, like... You know, I, I, most of my women's bra- only one of my one of my brackets got d- d- fucked up because the bracket that was it the Miami bracket, it, no, the bracket that Stanford lost in that bracket all fucked up. I think the only right pick I got out of that bracket was um um I picked another upset out of that bracket. I can't remember. I that's the only bracket I got this jacked up. The bra- that's the same jacket that um. The bracket that I picked South Carolina out of. That's my worst bracket. I picked South Carolina to win. But that bracket that they came out of, that that was my second worst bracket, actually. My, the bracket that I'm good on is the one that LSU was coming out of. The one that, um, um, uh, fuck. What's that bottom right one that's coming out of? Um, shit. The one that Arizona came out? Louisville? I'm getting it mixed up right now. On the bracket, the bottom left, the bottom right, the top right. The bottom right is my best bracket. The top right, which is your LSU came out of, that's my second breath. Best. That bottom left, decimated. Top left, half decimated. I got half of the right. But that bottom left ate all my shit. All my teams got ate up in that one. But I still found the women's bracket easier to pick because I know women's basketball, number one. I know who's who's solid and who's not. I know who's well-coached and who's not. Um, I did pick UConn to go further than they did, but I'm not, but I was not, 
if if I picked them because that was the smart pick. But the fact that they did not make it, I'm not surprised because there were other teams in that bracket. I was like, eh, this, you know, they if they lose, it's not going to be so much an upset because UConn, that's my team for life. I don't care. That's my day one. I've been a, I've been a women's UConn basketball fan since um, I was about 12 years old. Before that, I used to be a Tennessee fan because some Pat Summit was down there and they had all, they had like eight or nine championship um, runs before that. If y'all old enough, remember University of Tennessee used to be the team. Prior to that, it used to be University of Virginia. That's where Dawn Staley went. They won two championships, but UConn has been, since I was like 12 or 13, UConn has been my favorite men's team. I'm, I love Dawn Staley. I'm vote for Holloway. I pick South Carolina. If they win, I'm not going to be mad, but I'm not going to act like UConn not my team. Um, but women's basketball is is picking up. It's picking up um, popularity now. Like I said, it would. If you play the games, if people see, watch the games, they realize that's some good basketball. You don't have to be dunking all the time for it to be good basketball, even though some of them can dunk. They see that the games are close, the games are competitive, and girls can ball, and it's gaining in popularity. And surprise, surprise, if you put it on TV, people will actually watch it, and so it's getting more popular, and recruiting is getting harder. Okay, so it used to, was a time where UConn, if you was the best in the nation, you was going to UConn, or you was going to Tennessee, or it was a couple schools you were going to, maybe Bay not so much, but not as much as those other two, but maybe. There's certain schools you were going to. Now the competition is stiffer, and Gino is known to not, you know, he famously doesn't get along with Candace Parker because Gino doesn't like a certain type of player, certain type of black player. He doesn't tend to, to recruit, the, or he likes the suburban black girls. He doesn't tend to recruit the urban black girls. He doesn't tend to recruit the, um, you know, came out of regular, um, program black girls he, he you know he likes them out of the prep schools or whatever so there's more competition now so UConn is not getting all the top talent they used to they still getting some but that that they not getting it all Dawn is building an amazing program down there I think she's building the dynasty I think Dawn about to be the next Pat Summit maybe surpass her um she's getting a lot of players um, and, and, and every tournament, they see these teams come up, Notre Dame, Stanford, these certain schools are getting top players, so it's going to be harder and harder going forward for UConn to dominate like they, like they have, and, and, and they don't, they haven't won, uh, they haven't even gone deep into the, tour. no, did they go last year? I can't remember. I don't think they've gone to the final four in a couple, at least a couple years. Um, I think South Carolina's going to win. I think Dawn Staley's an amazing coach. I think that team is amazing. I like the way she runs that team. I like the way she treats and recruits her players and even keeps up with them beyond when they go into the WNBA. You always see her on the on the, um, on the the timeline on Twitter talking to her prior players, former players, wishing them luck. Um, I just I pride in North Philadelphia. There's a mural to her in North Philadelphia, and, and she deserves it. And, um, yeah, so shout-out to March Madness. But... The men's game is a mess. All right, so I want to turn to TV because I ain't discussed TV with y'all in a while. Um, so I just want to let y'all know about some stuff. Now, I have mentioned Yellow Jackets before, um, and I feel like Yellow Jackets got nominated for, like, an Emmy, too, but apparently none of y'all never heard of it. Maybe because it's on Showtime, I don't know. But the great Juliette Lewis is in it. Christina Ricci is in it. A um, couple other, the other Melanie... Oh, she always plays like the odd actress. I can't remember her name, but she's in it. It's a really good show. It's follows the girls' soccer team who um, they got into a plane crash on their way to championships, and it's like a whole. Um, it's 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 good. I can't really explain it to you, but it's like a supernatural. They kind of went Lord of the Flies when it because they was lost for a little bit before they got rescued. Then they kind of went Lord of the Flies. They came back. They got famous because you know, oh, here's they thought they were dead and then they found them. So it's a whole kind of Lord of the Flies slash Lost type thing going on. But it's a really really good show. Christina Ricci is in it. If you know anything about Christina Ricci, she's excellent. Everything she plays, she always plays some kind of weird ass character, and she's. Doing doing this doing in this one as well. It's really really good. It's back. I have not I, I haven't watched the second season yet because I learned from the first season that this is one of them shows that I cannot watch one episode at a time. I absolutely have to know what happens. I cannot wait. So I let the, <laughs> I need to let some episodes pile up before I before I can watch it because I swear they always leave me on a cliffhanger and I'll be like nah bitch I need to know what happened immediately. So that's on Showtime. If you like um. 
I'm trying to think what yellow jackets is kind of like. It's really not kind of like anything. But if you like, just put it like, oh, I know what it's like. Um, damn, what was that show everybody's watching with um, Wednesday? Wednesday. It's sort of like that feel, like a Wednesday Adams type feel from Netflix, the one that everybody loved. It's sort of like that. Like I said, it's got some Lord of the Flies going on. It's got some loss going on. It's 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 good. If you like that type of programming, you'll love Yellow Jackets. And so it just started second season, first episode. I think to, I think it comes on Wednesday or Thursday, so you can catch up easy. Um, the other thing, and all y'all like y'all ain't going. Everybody's not gonna like this, but if y'all like reality TV like I do, and if y'all like the kind of reality TV I do, I don't like the housewives, I don't like the gossips, I don't like the relationship shows, but I do like the shows that happen to be contests where like it takes some skill or some some expertise or some knowledge or just some toughness to win. So the Amazing Race type shows, Survivor, um, the Great Bake Off show, you know, um, cooking show, co- cooking contest shows. Um, well, I love anything that, that's like, I, I used to watch Survivor religiously. I haven't watched in years. I stopped because the thing I notice about certain reality shows now, and it's probably because of the success of Survivor, like the first season of Survivor was really good because even though it was produced, you could tell like they were really just out there trying to survive. They came up with this. So with the, um, you know, let's have a, a, a unit or whatever. And I really enjoyed it, but I haven't watched because after a while, the shows start becoming overproduced. You could tell they're setting up scenarios and trying to make drama and let's, oh, let's make, and it's, I don't, once it gets like that, I don't like it because to me it's always silly and I can see right through it. So there's a show on, on Netflix called Outlast and it is basically they drop white people, which I thought was interesting, but then I was like, it's, they would never get black people to do the show. But it would if they could, it would be great, but they never will. They drop these people out in Alaska with in, in, with, in the winter. Well, no, this was fall going in the winter with nothing, like a tent and a few basic supplies, there's no shelter, there's no fire, they give them, like, basics in a pack, they have to figure out how to make the fire, they have to build a shelter, meaning they had to cut the fucking wood, if they ain't want to be laying right on the ground in a sleeping bag, they had to cut the wood to make the fucking shelter, and, and they gave them a tarp and all of that, and they're out in Alaska, and they have to survive, basically, they don't give them no food, so they had to find and catch the food, they had to, boy, yo, it's, it's, it's military stripped down, and and if you want to quit, you could quit, but it's for a million dollars, if you want to quit, you, and they had teams, they had one, two, three, four, I think four or five teams, and they're, they place them as strategic, um, like a mile or two from each other along this river, and they have to survive, and this bears traipsing through, it's wild, so if you like Survivor, imagine Survivor, but like for real, for real, um, I'm not gonna give it away, but like, there were no rules, so certain people were abiding by certain rules, certain people weren't, certain people were playing the game one way, certain people playing the game another way, different people had different kinds of strategies, if you wanted to quit, you'll fly or flare, they come get you, so some people quit, it, it, it's, I loved it, I watched it straight through, I think y'all would like it, if y'all like those kind of shows, it's on Netflix, called Outlast, it was amazing, I hope they do another season, it was really, really good, I enjoyed it a lot, and I love reality shows like that, so y'all will probably like it. Um, last thing, uh, uh, there's a, I did, I should have wrote it down, I wasn't gonna forget, there's another show that I've been watching, what, oh, I knew I was gonna forget, I'll come back next week and have a whole list, and I've been watching a lot of shit, I just haven't been mentioning them to y'all, um, cause I don't like to, like, you know, some stuff I watch, I like it, but it might not be, like, recommendable, like, somebody else might not like it, so, you know, I'm very picky about what I tell y'all about, but I have been watching a whole, oh, I'm sorry, if you like Perry Mason on HBO Max, which I love, that's back, I'm gonna tell you, this second season starting out a little slow, it's starting out a little slow, it's only two episodes in, and Perry, and, and Perry Mason tends to start slow, but this one is starting a little extra slow, so work with it, but that's back, but, um, I'm gonna have a list of stuff that I'm watching that I recommend to y'all. Quite a bit of it is on Prime. Not all of it, but some of it. I told you about the Godfather Harlem. Everybody watching BMF, so not that kind of stuff. But, like, other stuff I've been watching. I'll have a list for y'all next week. But Outlast is definitely one. There's another one that I just can't... It's not coming to me right now. Um, anyway. Last thing I want to talk about was Swarm. Watch that on Prime. 
Dominic Fishback, amazing performance. I think I told y'all before, if y'all have Apple TV, which I know everybody don't, but if you have Apple Apple TV, The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray, she was in that with Samuel Jackson. She was excellent in that. So I've been knowing her anyway, and she did an amazing job in Swarm. Billie Eilish did an amazing job in Swarm, too. Swarm was Donald Glover. Not a fan of Donald, not a fan of his work. I just I, I just think the nigga is not this genius, is not, you know. I'm just generally tired of, I want to be, I've said this before, I want to be entertained. I'm tired of this black graduate process, thesis, everything has to make you fucking think as content. That's all we seem to get. I want to be entertained. I don't want you to be trying to make everything super deep and super analytical. Swarm was about the beehive by Beyonce's fans. I will say, it wasn't terrible, but it could have been very good had it been shorter. I thought that they captured the the fandom that fandom very well, how they react, how they act, how they look. I thought that part of it was excellent. Uh, I just thought it was too long. Billie Eilish ate, but honestly, that whole episode that she was in didn't need it. I know Donald Donald Glover just wanted to get some white gals in the video. We know that's that was all about. Um, if that shit, I think it was eight or nine episodes. I enjoyed episode one through three. Then I didn't enjoy it again until episode six, which is where they. If y'all ever watched the first forty-eight, there's cat this cop on there from Memphis that everybody loved um, start out Lieutenant Caroline Mason if Lieutenant Caroline Mason get on your case nigga you might as well confess you might as well give it up cause you're going to jail cause she catch everybody her and her partner they don't play they, they they get the confession Jack so they did like a little a little episode where like there was a detective that was clearly that to everybody who knew that oh that's Caroline Mason cause Caroline she always you know she got her dress on her wig nice. she always looked nice so they had the lady <laughs> dressed up so I was like oh we all know who that's supposed to be that episode was good so if they could have did episode 1, 2, 3 jump to 6 7, 8 it would have been great so what is that 6 or 7 episodes wait 1, 2, 3, 7, 8 Nine, six episodes. Embrace the limited series. HBO showed y'all how to do it. We don't need these 10, 11, 12 episodes. If you can do it in five or six, tell a tight story. Everybody will be watching. So, um, Dominic Fishback was great. Um, I didn't, it wasn't, I didn't hate it, but again, I was very bored through the middle. I was like, oh, you drawing this out. Oh, you trying to be too fucking clever. Oh, you trying to hit all the little Twitter takes. Oh, you trying to show all the little angles where you really could just edit this and make it a lot tighter. You trying to be super deep. You trying to draw too many circles and, and points and squares here. You know, we get it, sir. Like, we get it. Like, I'm just, forgive me, New blackarati, niggerati, whatever y'all call yourselves. I just don't think y'all are that deep. I said before, I don't think y'all do the work or the research, so you don't have the range that you think you do. I think your context and your knowledge is very limited. I think everything is based around white people and how you bounce off of them. So I just don't think that it's the shit is not entertaining for us. Okay, you got to learn how to fucking tell a good story that's entertaining. You don't have to draw everything out. The thing about good work is supposed to make people think. I don't need you to... I'm supposed to be able to draw... What you put on the screen is supposed to make me think and draw connections on my own. Okay? It's not for us... Not for you to browbeat us with your point of view and what you see and what you're trying to tell us. That's not entertaining at all. Okay? We get it. It's about the beehive. It's about social media. We get that, but like it's it's so like you're taking all the entertainment and the fun out of it because you want to lecture people. Because you motherfuckers are all about lecturing a PC and have to be just right and say things right, and you're making terrible fucking shit. And 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 the only reason we keep having to watch it because the motherfuckers in Hollywood are scared to tell y'all no because then y'all come running racism and this and diversity and all that. Like nigga, it's shit out there that people can tell. Walter Mosley got so many books that could be adapted into stuff. Devil in a Blue Dress is one of my favorite movies of all time. It has Donald Glover, has Denzel Washington. It's based on a Walter Mosley story. It's amazing. There's so much black stuff out there that could be turned into quality content, but we keep getting this fucking bullshit because somebody writes one good scene and now they're a genius and everything they want to put out is amazing, even though it's not. Somebody, you know... Is we just we tired of this content from the black friend. 
the black friend putting out black content that white people think is amazing, that white people think is funny. Listen, I'm here to tell you, if you're a black person, a comedian, or whatever it is, and only white people are getting you, you ain't you ain't doing it like you think you are. I'm so sorry. Okay, if black people ain't like liking that shit, if black people ain't ain't entertained, if black people ain't laughing, then how funny really are you? Okay, that's all I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm tired of it. I'd rather watch um Love After Lockup, which is already you know pure ridiculousness, but they don't pretend to be nothing else. They they come to bring you the ridiculousness and and they give it to you. And honestly, some of it is is Emmy winning content. That car chase with Monique and and Derek up in that car. I I think anybody who saw that believes that should have been not, that shit was amazing. Y'all too pretentious. Y'all take yourselves too seriously. Y'all trying to be super smart but don't have the range. You're trying to be super creative but don't really have the references. And, you know, it's very one-note and pedestrian, and I'm tired of it. And y'all don't have no shape-ups. And I already told you about black people with no shape-ups. They cannot be trusted, and it's going to be some bullshit. All right, so that's it. That's all I have for this episode. Okay, I got it right at an hour, so didn't run long. Um, Didn't make y'all wait. Um... You know, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for asking. Tell your friends, like me, rate me. Um, you know, at me on Twitter, KMGZ. I ain't gonna lie, I don't even check that email. That's why I'll give it to y'all no more. Um, but you know, you can hit that just SoundCloud. You can, people be hitting notices under there. I mean, thank you. I don't really read them either. But thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate y'all. Um, yeah, see you next week. Peace.